Is Royce Lewis still the twin shortstop of the future? We'll look at his very encouraging but shortened 2022 campaign and open it up into a larger discussion about shortstop on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, October 24th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. To learn more. Again, this is Nash Walker, three seasons hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, writing about those twins at twinsdaily.com. Is Royce Lewis still the shortstop of the future for the Twins? We'll look back on what was a very encouraging season, but a shortened one, unfortunately, because of Royce Lewis's knee for the second year in a row, ACL surgery. And that came after a torrid stretch at AAA and then in the majors, only 12 games in the majors, 41 plate appearances. But overall, a great year for the Twins' uh, first overall pick from 2017. This question is is big. And, and this question, in a lot of ways, will dictate the offseason, I think, for the Twins. If they decide again that they, they want to wait for Royce Lewis to play shortstop long term, you're looking at the money being spent elsewhere. However, I think if they decide we'll figure it out later, you know, we'll figure out where he's going to play later on. You could see a lot of the money that they have available and there's no salary cap, but we know 50 to 60 million. If they stay around the same payroll number to spend this off season, a, a chunk of that will go to shortstop. You would think if they believe that that Royce Lewis is going to man another position in the future, let's talk about Royce. He looked the part. In 2022, he really, really did. And you can be just as encouraged about his 12 games, you know, at the majors as you are with his 34 games at AAA. Hit 313 for the Saints, 405 on base percentage, slugged 534, you know, 32 strikeouts and 153 plate appearances, OPS at 940. Then he came up to the majors, went 12 for 40 with four doubles, two homers, hit a grand slam against the eventual division champion Guardians at Target Field and struck out just five times in 41 plate appearances. One walk, so he was he was free swinging, but not swinging and missing, and he was hitting for power too. It was a really special year uh, for Royce to come back after the knee surgery last year to come back and look very, very good at AAA and then look very, very good in the majors. And then I was at the game at Target Field. I was there that day, and I watched him. I was in the Grey Duck deck in, in left field, watching we had a twins daily outing that day i'm looking into center balls in the air royce lewis is playing center field for the first time like since the arizona fall league i think he might have played a couple of times for the saints but he's playing center field buxton's hurt he's playing center he's running back runs into the wall and i remember watching and thinking he had hurt his shoulder because he hit the wall so hard and we've seen buxton do that where he runs into the wall august 1st 2019 i'll never forget i think it's a, a prominent reason why the twins struggled in the playoffs 
Byron ran into the wall. He was done for the season after that. He had to undergo uh, shoulder surgery. So I thought something like that had happened to Royce. And then the report is he's okay. You know, the knee's okay. We're going to wait for the swelling to go down, but there's good news here. It looks like a knee sprain. And I I won't forget where I was when I read that he had torn his ACL again either because it was just such a blow uh, for him, for the team. And for two years in a row after losing 2020 to COVID, that's just – that's adversity. That's the definition of adversity uh, to, to go through what he's gone through to this point. And in 2019, you know, it wasn't a great year for him in the minors. He hit 236 with a 290 on base percentage and fixed his swing, came back this year after two full seasons off and looked better than he'd ever looked as a twin, you know, in the minors. So the talent is off the charts with him. We know that. And, and so much of, I think, What's swept under the rug here is there've been there've been decisions that have been made by this front office that are not that haven't panned out, right? But so much of this to me is you need teams need their best prospects to stay healthy and perform. And for Lewis, for Kirilov, for Larnik, for Balazovic, for all these guys, it, I'm not asking for all of them to to stay healthy and perform, but at least one or two, at least their you know, first overall pick from 2017, the, the injury gods strike down again, right? On Alex Kirilov's wrist, on Royce Lewis's knee. That's such a chunk of this that I think we sometimes forget. If you don't if your top prospects don't pan out, none of them, you know, if they don't stay healthy, if they don't perform at the big league level. You can't just fill holes. You can't fill holes in free agency and trades. You can't fill every hole in the roster via free agency and via trade. And at this point, they haven't gotten prominent impact from Lewis, Kirilov, Larnik. They haven't gotten it. And I think if they get it from those guys, a lot's going to change. And on the pitching side, too, you know, the starting pitching specifically with Winder, with Varland, with Woods Richardson. That changes a lot of things if they come up and they perform at the big league level and they follow through on prospect status. And then there's the big part of it that you can't rely on prospects to to carry a team. But a lot of them will will get hurt. A lot of them will never make it. A lot of them will struggle when they do, and they'll never carve out a role for themselves in the majors. And that's okay. But you need some of them too. You need your Yohan Durans. You know, you need your Luis Arises. You need your even you know, guys who are not as heralded, Nick Gordon, you need those guys to come up to play well and to provide value to the major league team. And Royce Lewis is a key part of that for sure. More on this already questions defensively. Is he the shortstop of the future for the twins? And should they operate as if he is after this word from simply safe, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. You'll love it. It's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. With 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. 
Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is Royce Lewis still the shortstop of the future? How should they operate this offseason? A lot of factors at play here, right? Already questions about Lewis defensively before the first knee surgery. Already questions about Lewis more after the knee surgery, the first one. And now after two knee surgeries, the questions defensively are amplified. A, a player who relies on athleticism and speed and range and athleticism at the position of, of the toughest position in the, in the sport, you know, outside of, of catcher, it's, it's important. It's important. His athleticism is key to that position. So I said that I believe I said this last year that it would be unwise to assume that Royce Lewis is going to be your shortstop of the future. It's a gamble. You risk what's happened for three years now if you don't go out and get a, a shortstop, which is it's the revolving door. We have Anderson Simmons. We have Isaiah Connor Falefa. Oh, we're gonna trade him. Oh, we got Carlos Correa for a year. No one's complaining about that. But you get my point. It's a revolving door, and they don't have an answer at the position. They haven't had an answer at the position since they decided to move Polanco off of short in the, in the COVID season in 2020. And to be honest with you, Polo was so bad defensively at short in 2019, they probably should have made that change before the COVID season. But he was an all-star at the spot. I get it. I think an error in the playoffs pushed them, especially to go out and, and move him to second base and go out and get a shortstop. And Louie ended up playing left field in 2021, a disaster of a season. But it would be unwise to me to expect Royce Lewis to, to play shortstop every day for the next six years. I think a much safer plan, although a safer plan would require a large contract to somebody in free agency, would if Royce Lewis comes back and he's healthy and he looks good and he can play short, he can fill in. You know, he can fill in everywhere. And that was kind of their plan. I think when he was coming back, he's going to play some center. He's going to play some third. He's going to play some second. He's going to play left, maybe. He's just going to play everywhere as a twin. I hesitate with that. I think that's the right call. I think it's the safer call, but I hesitate with it because I'm just such a believer in him. And if he ends up being a viable major league shortstop, you're getting so much surplus value out of that spot because you, you feel like he can hit. I feel like he can hit. I feel like he showed he can hit. And there's a reason he was picked first overall. I think he can hit. You're going to, you'd be getting so much surplus value. And there's something special about a shortstop. There's something special about us, not even a star, but just a prominent shortstop on a team. It's a leadership position, which I think he's going to fill really well for this team in the future. Hopefully there's something, there's something about a shortstop that, that has a leadership quality uh, up the middle premium position. You're the captain of the infield. You're a leader. In my eyes, I think people look to a shortstop and maybe that's just deep in the weeds, but you look at guys who are considered the best, you know, leaders and Correa is a great example of that. He's a leader of the infield. He's the captain of the infield and he's the leader of the team. He's the captain of the team, right? In Houston, in Minnesota, he said his Byron's team, he was a leader in Minnesota. There's something about a shortstop. So I, I hesitate to say. He can't do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's risky. It would be risky to expect him to come back and, and 
be your shortstop of the future. And what they've decided to do, I think, is is take that middle ground the last couple of years. When they signed Simmons, it was, we yeah, we think it's risky to rely on Royce Lewis long term. So we're not going to we're not going to put him in a spot where, where we need him now. We're going to sign Anderson Simmons for one year, let Royce get acclimated, have a better season in 2021 after a lost minor league season in 2020. Then he tears his ACL. Simmons was awful. That all around was brutal at the position in 2021. And then last year, they traded for Isaiah Connor falefa and he was going to be their guy. He's going to fill in until Royce is ready, until Royce looks like he's good to go, and then you can non-tender Connor falefa or trade him in the offseason, even at the deadline if they wanted to. Then they trade Connor Falefa to the Yankees, and he becomes that for the Yankees for their top shortstop prospect, Anthony Volpe. So the Yankees took a similar approach. Didn't work out for them. IKF was was terrible at the plate, good defensively, terrible at the plate, not as bad as Simmons was. Simmons was on another level. He was like historically bad. They they have Connor Falefa in New York with twin sign Correa. It's another one year. We knew it was a one quasi one year deal. And and Royce Lewis is going to come up and take the position for 2023. That's the that's the route they've taken. To me, you have this class and you have this history with Correa now, even if it's only for one year, where I think this is another opportunity and they I advocated for Marcus Semyon last year to do the same thing. You know, seven years, 175 million to Marcus Semyon. That was a lot, but I would feel really good if they had Marcus Semyon right now playing short and then you could move him over when Royce is ready and he's playing second for Texas because they also signed Corey Seager. You worry about it later. So that goes both ways. You worry about it later with Royce Lewis. You worry about it later with a free agent and you need a shortstop now. You know you need a shortstop and I think what they should do is pay Correa or pay Xander Bogarts, or pay Dansby Swanson, or somebody. It just is unlikely, and I think what they'll actually do is what they've done the last couple of years. I think they're going to triple down on Royce Lewis, and for some reason, they have they have a justification for that because he's he looks so good, but I would caution and say, you know, back-to-back knee surgeries and back-to-back years after a lost season in 2020, it's risky, and it hurts you in the short term to go out and, and sign a Simmons to – you know, Korea obviously didn't hurt, but if they were to sign Connor Falefa, Elvis Andrews, somebody like Simmons, Didi Gregoria, somebody who's going to fill in, you go from Korea to Elvis Andrews. I don't, I don't see a scenario where they're signing one of those shortstops, Connor Falefa, if he's non-tendered or they trade for him again, Elvis Andrews, Didi Gregorius, Jose Iglesias, fill in the blank with these glove first, can't hit shortstops. I don't see a scenario where they sign one of those guys and the team looks better than it did when the season ended, unless they made ridiculous moves on the starting pitching market, which they've never done. The largest starting pitching contract they've handed out was to Michael Pineda for two years and $20 million. Unless they're completely going to change their whole philosophy on starting pitching, I don't see a scenario where they look better on paper going from Carlos Correa to Isaiah Connor Falefa, going from Carlos Correa to Elvis Andrews. There's no scenario to me that I can visually see without a miracle where they look better and where I feel better about them and where fans feel better about them. So to me, obviously Correa's who you want, right? It's just, is that possible? Is it is it possible? Yes. Is it viable for this front office, this ownership group, They've never done anything like this before. Why would we think they do it now? I'm, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I think they absolutely should. 
Why should we expect it now? So what I actually do expect is Connor Falefa, Andrews. I expect that, unfortunately, and hopefully I'm proven wrong. But to me, the in, in theory, I like it because, not that, but I like a, a stopgap. It's hard to find a high-quality stopgap. That's what they found. I mean, they figured that out. It takes a miracle, like with Correa, crazy circumstance. I like that because I want Royce to be the shortstop of the future for this team. I want him to be the guy at short. I want it to be Lewis and Buxton up the middle for the next six-plus years. That's what I want to see as a fan, as an analyst, as a, a host of the Lockdown Twins podcast. I've seen these guys come up. I've seen Royce come up. You know, we get to know some of them. In, in not like a best bestie way, but we get to know who they are and we, we want them to succeed. And I want Lewis and I want Buxton to be together at short and center. That's just, that's what that's visibly appealing. It, it Like I said, there's something special about a shortstop. There's something special about a, a great center fielder. And I want those two together. And if you can make that happen, I'm all for it, but I'm also all for winning, winning in 2023. And he's not going to be back. Lewis won't be back until at least I think June at the earliest was the last I've heard June would be when he when he'd come back so and at that point again back-to-back knee surgeries can you expect him to just step in on the big league roster when he's played 12 games at the major and he's 23 years old probably not right you probably can't expect that especially if you're if you think you're going to compete and the twins should be in a position where they're going out and and trying to compete because they have Sonny Gray, they have Tyler Malley, they have win now players on the offensive side, and they need to supplement. They need to add to the group. And are you really getting better if you lose Correa and replace him with Isaiah Connor Falefe? Even if you know Royce is coming, even if you expect Royce Lewis to take over in the middle of the summer, I, I would say the answer is no. Uh, so my solution would be. Let's try for Carlos Correa or Xander Bogarts. Let's let's go get one of those guys. And I wrote a, an article at TwinsDaily.com about Bogart specifically because he can play short, but there's questions about him at short in the future. You can move him over for Lewis and, and feel fine about it. I know he'd be like an expensive third baseman, but you're getting that surplus value at both positions, and that's what I always say. Get surplus offensive value at positions, and I think Xander would probably be a very good second baseman or third baseman. He's a, He was a good shortstop last year. Doesn't have a great track record at short, but Lewis at short, you know, Bogarts at third, who's complaining about that? I don't think anybody, right? Xander maybe signed to be a shortstop, but he's going to play short a little bit. You know, he would fill in, and if Royce ends up unable to play that position defensively, you have – insurance in in Xander Bogarts another factor in this is is Brooks Lee and Austin Martin and there are questions about both of them you know Brooks Lee's a big boy like he's big and strong and doesn't really look like a shortstop Austin Martin not as big not as strong but doesn't really have the arm I, I don't think people and analysts view Austin Martin as a shortstop or Brooks Lee as a shortstop for that matter could they do it yes analysts and Keith Law and you know Scouts have also said they don't view Royce Lewis as a shortstop. And and I would push back on that and say that he looked pretty good there in a shorter sample at triple in and in the majors in a smaller sample. I mean, so I push back on that. I don't just take them at their word. I like to watch. I like to see. And for some guys, I, I feel differently than a scout might. Um, but I think for, for Lee and Martin, for varying reasons, it's unlikely that they will be shortstops every day in the big leagues for the twins. 
another factor in all of this is those two. I had to mention it, but I just I don't think that they're going to come into play like you would expect shortstop quotations, shortstop prospects to come into play because I just don't view them as shortstop prospects. I view them as like super utility, bounce around, play some third place. So I, that's how I view them. And that's the twin system. One of their biggest flaws is they don't have set positions, but that can also be seen as a, as a positive because you have guys who can play everywhere. They're versatile and they can play in different spots. And I think that that applies for Lee and for Martin and for Lewis too, you know, for Bogarts, for, for anybody. The difference with Correa is you expect him to play short for the next five years at least, right? You know, he's, he's a platinum glove winner at short. He's going to be your shortstop and there's really no exception to that. With Bogarts, it's a little bit different. You have some wiggle room. The contract is maybe more swallowable for, for the Twins. Again, I would argue that they need to bring back Correa, but it just feels unlikely at this point. Um, so if it is Connor Falefa or Elvis Andrews, where are they going to spend that that $60 million we expect them to spend You know, to get back up to that payroll level? If, if they do go small at short, where are they spending that money? That would be my biggest question in all of this because they don't have huge holes to fill outside of short. I mean, they could go out and get Wilson Contreras. They could go try for Rodon. They should anyway, but there's not a ton of spots to spend that money. I don't think outside of the shortstop position, unless they took on salary and they did some creative things. So for that reason, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. But my expectation is they're going to sign a Connor Falefa or an Andrus or a, Bo, or a, a Gregorius or an Iglesias. That's what I think is going to happen because that's what they've done the last two years. And it should be, they should be looking for a real standout impact shortstop. But I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, my, my solution will be let's sign somebody now and you can worry about it later. You can never have too many good players. That's what it comes down to. You can never have too many good players on your team, on the Twins. And that's why I hope they operate. That's how I hope they operate all offseason. We can never have too many good players. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, Joe Ryan, his future in the twins rotation where he should fill in for 2023. That's coming up on the show on Tuesday. Thanks again. Have a great day and go twins.